Um, hey guys, uh, so today we have uh, Kieran Naidu. Uh, he does computer science. Um, he's a fourth year master student uh, who's going to stay in academia to complete, maybe, uh, hopefully, a PhD. Uh, he's an international student uh, from Malaysia. Um, also, I would like to add, he's a connoisseur of all things whiskey and is extremely witty, <laughs> which is surprising uh, considering the, the degree that he does. <laughs> can't, can't say much better for aerospace. <laughs> to be fair, that is true. That is true. <laughs> um, so, actually, let's let's bring it back to us, a child. Did you know that you wanted to do computer science? Like, what were your interests and, yeah, what was your childhood like? So, <clears throat> my closest uh, closest thing I ever did related to computer science would have been computers. Like, I, I naturally, wouldn't say naturally, but I always loved computers. So, stuff like ICT, stuff like IT, which everyone at our age was pretty much knew how, how computers worked, right? We grew up with it. It came naturally uh, to the point where I was very interested in the new technologies that came out. I would go online and watch YouTube videos about people using iPhones and uh, the new Androids because I always wanted one, didn't have one, uh, and did all my research that I could to find out how they worked and just basically... <clears throat> Actually, the closest thing I did to CS was uh, jailbreak my iPod, iPod Touch. <laughs> <laughs> and I really wanted to get as most uh, the most I could out of the apps. I needed to learn a little bit of how the iPod worked in order to jailbreak, to jailbreak it. Uh, yeah, no, actually, actually yeah, that's <laughs> funny you mentioned that. I, I actually plan to do the same thing as well, yeah. but um, I was kind of scared. Yeah, I, yeah. In in the end, like I, uh, you know, I asked my mom, you know, can I jailbreak my iPod? But but in the end, yeah, I, 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 just, I didn't do it. I was too scared that I was gonna break it, and it was like my first piece of like proper, like electronic item that I you know invest a lot, a lot of my own money in mm-hmm. so yeah I just yeah. paid it safe you know yeah no that's but, right but you didn't that's right <laughs> no the, the worst thing you can do to it is to brick it okay and so it just I, okay two things either you brick it and it can never turn back on or it goes into an infinite restart loop oh okay and once it's in there you can't do anything about it damn uh, well, so to speak, depending on how you bricked it, I bricked mine once, but managed to kind of get it out of it. There's risk. There's a lot of risks involved with it. <laughs> to, to the people that are listening, <laughs> um, uh, Apple, Apple uh, uh, siphons a lot of money out of the country to they avoid taxes. So be my guest and steal steal applications from them for free. <laughs> <laughs> a little plug. So yeah, um, so yeah, so okay, that's 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 really interesting. Um, yeah, I'd say like uh, for me as well, like um, yeah, I, I was really also interested in like how things worked, and I would research some of the things. But you know, I would research in the online. Uh, I think the specific website is like how stuff worked, just really figure out you know um, how things work. And I would read like en- encyclopedias as well. Um, yeah, so there's like similarities there. Yeah. But like, what 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 made you uh, pick computer science as opposed to something like engineering or, or some of the other subjects? <clears throat> so this was like my first kind of uh, entry point into computer science, uh, and then after a while, I started working more on. My my brother loved hardware of computers, and he loved building computers, so I kind of knew a little bit about that. Uh, but when it came to picking my subject, what I what I really enjoyed in school was mathematics. And I, it, it was, yeah, something that came easy to me, came naturally, naturally to me. 
Um, I went to do my A-levels, I did maths and three sciences. Uh, my thought process for that was <clears throat> not picking anything that I wanted to do that I really liked, more of keeping my options as open as possible. And so if I wanted to do anything social sciences, I didn't really need to have done history in A-levels or geography in A-levels or uh, economics in A-levels in order to do those subjects in university. So I didn't see a point in actually doing them in A-levels. Whereas if I was... I never wanted to do this, but if I ever changed my mind and wanted to do medicine or go into biology or go into chemistry or go into uh, physiotherapy, for example, uh, having a knowledge of biology, chemistry, physics would have been very important and necessity for most of, most of these subjects. So uh, so you did, even though you were from Malaysia, you did A-levels and yeah. AS-levels, yeah? Yeah, yeah? And you did four subjects for your A-levels, yeah. which was yeah. three sciences and maths. And maths, yeah. Bloody hell. <coughs> You're a smart man. <laughs> Regrettably, I should have taken out probably biology and then further math that would have kept my options much um, options way, uh, more open yeah. uh, in hindsight uh, because nobody really even if you want to do biology you don't really necessarily need biology but yeah it uh, sorry um, yeah so but yeah to answer your question what really sold when I came to university was I wanted to do mathematics and I was trying to find... I wasn't going to go purely into theoretical mathematics because I wanted to be able to work in the world that we live in uh, to apply it, right? To do something with I it, see, I not see. just be purely theoretical. Have a job, make money, basically. Uh, more practical. And so I looked at the options and my options which I came up with were either doing mathematics with e- economics because you understand how the, the economy of the world works. You can trade, you can make money, you can actually figure out yeah, get a better understanding of the world, and it's something that's super important to actually live and make money, make money basically. So I applied for mathematics with economics and mathematics and economics in different universities. But I also looked at computer science because our world is developing to a place where computer science is super important. Everything runs on computers, the internet, technology is prominent everywhere. We wake up in the morning, the first thing we look at is our phones. Uh, you have adver- advertisements coming coming to us, and I wanted more. And you have to, in order to understand why we see particular adverts, you need a bit of understanding of computer science, and our world is so is based so much around it. So I applied for maths with computer science as well, maths and computer science in different universities, uh, because it's more practical. And I didn't really have that much of a of a inspiration or that much of a motivation to do computer science. It wasn't like ah, oh, this is something I really want to do from a very young age. Right? I see. It wasn't that that it wasn't my lifelong dream to be a computer scientist. Yeah, okay. Um, so, so you said you, you applied to maths and computer science as in like a joint kind of... A joint honours, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So right now I'm currently doing a joint honours in mathematics and computer science. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my bad. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, so why Bristol then? Why did you choose to like travel halfway across the world and study in Bristol? So UK for starters. I did A-levels, uh, meaning... The options, okay, for starters, Malaysia's university, they have good universities, mm-hmm. but uh, and in the top 500 in the world, uh, but it's very limited. We have a few, not very not very widespread, so doing something specialised, you tend to not have that many, uh, You yeah, the education for more specialised subjects. Computer science now is coming up, but back then, and even now to a certain extent, it's not that great. Uh, whereas in the UK, US, Australia, uh, yeah, things are a lot better. Things Europe especially, actually. Um, education's a lot better. And so my instinct to come to leave Malaysia was to either come to UK or go to Germany or go to France. 
uh, UK because I did A levels and it was accepted. My mom is British, so I do have a bit of support here as well. Yeah. Um, and then Germany and France was because the education for university level is a lot cheaper. So if I were to, so I'm currently here on a scholarship. So if okay. I were to not have a scholarship, I would have looked at France and uh, Germany because its education is way is cheaper, way cheaper. Are you are you here on a scholarship um, because of what, what kind of scholarship is it? Uh, uh, what do you mean? Sorry? In terms of like, is because you're just like so you got the grades? It's a really merit, high it's a merit based, yeah, yeah. merit based scholarship. Okay. Uh, yeah, there are a few there are a few private companies in Malaysia that do merit based scholarships, and. It's not feas- it's it's less feasible for a Malaysian student to come to the UK and study US even more so because fees are just extremely expensive living expenses it all adds up right yeah uh, doing four years degree if you're doing a master's an integrated master's doing a four year degree uh, plus and then if you want to do further studies even that just adds up right uh, and if you don't have funding for for, for any of them who's going to pay for it right uh, how how did you find about uh, how did you find about about the scholarship. So, fortunately, my brother, when he was applying for university, he also did research into it. Uh, my dad also knows. Well, he's always, you know, you know, you know how Asian parents are trying to find the <laughs> cheapest way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Save the most money. But I mean, it's it's good, it's, right? It's, it's yeah, it's very valid method. Yeah. So I had my brother, my dad helping me, uh, giving me these, uh, showing me what to do, basically, and mm-hmm. then I searched myself and applied, applied myself. Yeah. I'm imagining it must have been very competitive. This makes sense now that you that you did three sciences and yeah. the maths. It's actually quite standard to do uh, four A levels uh, in, in Malaysia. In Malaysia, oh, okay. Like you can get by most universities. All universities in the UK like require three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but most of the A level schemes have they have programs where you it's just four subjects basically. It's that's just standard. Okay. You'd apply for four subjects. Um, so let's let's take a turn here and then go and like let's talk more about your uh, degree itself. Um, what was what was your expectations when you know um, before first year, you know in the summer going into the degree and uh, what was like the reality of it and like what was did the expectation meet the reality or just let's talk about that more. So before starting uh, mathematics and computer science, uh, I my so the math math side the mathematics side was okay for me because I always enjoyed it and I was always uh, yeah I was I always felt confident with it. But the computer science side was actually what uh, gave me a lot of stress because I'd never done proper computer science beforehand. Didn't do it in A levels or didn't do it when when you say uh, like coding and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, coding. Coding. Okay, so you've never done coding never before. Done coding okay, that's, before. A, that's really important for the audience yeah. to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, never done coding before, and before coming, I had I felt as though I'd be behind everybody else, so I wouldn't have that <clears throat> that necessary prerequisites that you'd need to do a degree in computer science. So that was a little bit that added quite a bit of pressure to the degree. Uh, but fortunately, when I came in, I mean, obviously in the first year. In the first term, especially, you see the stark differences between the level of the programming skills between the different students because some people have been programming since they were twelve, fifteen, and they know all of these different languages from Python to C to they know how to do uh, build a web uh, website, and they have good background in it. But in the first term, everybody's on a different page. But by the end of the first term, you 
all tend to be moving towards a similar direction because what you learn is very good to have previous uh, practice in programming languages because you have you understand how to do certain things but you don't understand why to do certain things which is what you develop especially in Bristol they are more theoretical based is what you develop in Bristol understanding the fundamentals of the programming language and why certain things work and how they work and what happens under underlying in the in the computer like writing an if statement or writing a simple line of code what that actually does on the fundamental level of the computer rather than just executing some function that you asked it to do uh, which was what they did which is what they taught and funnily enough to this day I've probably programmed way less than uh, that first year student who's been programming since they were 15 oh, okay. but because there's more theoretical aspects to it and you can tailor your your degree based on what you prefer from more theoretical to more hardware to more if you want to go more applied you can so, go so, so you can tailor your specific degree to yep. what you what yep. even in first year or second year no not necessarily in first year first year they teach you fundamentals and one thing about Bristol is they teach more theoretical fundamentals so they'll teach you like there's a unit called theory of computation which is basically just how a computer works at the fundamental level whether it's a super fast computer like a Mac or a Lenovo or a HP or a supercomputer in Google to basically just a computer that has three operations which is a very simple basic we call it a Turing machine which has can either read memory move up and down a particular memory tape if you were to say if you were to look at it and they can read and write memory all of them fundamentally can perform the exact same computation it's just the speed at which they do it varies from something that was built in the ni- in 1940s I think uh, Alan Turing during World War 2 to supercomputers that are made today it's all fundamentally the same thing mm-hmm. and that was the kind of stuff which which you don't learn you don't learn just by going online right you don't learn by just practicing coding uh, which I think everybody gained from no matter what level of programming language you had uh, programming knowledge you had sorry so that's the, yeah, that's that's good uh, to any of the students listening, and if, if you're looking to do computer science, um, it, w- it would be beneficial to know some coding, yeah, um, but it's not essential. Um, yeah, uh, funnily enough, I think uh, I I experienced something similar in terms of a lot of students. Um, they did further maths back in school um, so for one of my modules I find it really difficult um, in, in first and second year uh, because they knew further maths they they could pick whatever they could pick up different things much 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 more easily than me mm-hmm. um, but you know it is what it is yeah I agree actually more on the maths side of things uh, I did not do further maths so first year doing mathematics was extremely tough for me yeah whereas other people who'd done further maths were just like yeah this is hosting it yeah, yeah exactly and like they say right if you've done further maths that's basically the first year of exactly. engineering exactly mathematics done literally I, I would sit down in the lectures uh, because I didn't do further maths and like I wouldn't have a clue what's going on they would just like I and sometimes like the lecturers would take breaks and it's like okay so do this question in, in the five minute break mm-hmm. and then people would be like scribbling things down and I'm like what do we do? <laughs> I don't understand the symbols on the PowerPoint. What on earth is it? <laughs> no, 
I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> Especially because it's like lecturers, like they like to um, like go to the theoretical basis of it mm-hmm. and, and like the actual uh, derivations of these equations. Uh, whereas, like, if you didn't further math in school, you at least know how to like solve the question, mm-hmm. uh, like step A, B, and C kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it was yeah that module was pretty tough, but I you know I got a grasp of it. And it's only one module, so it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. First year is probably that biggest, like, depending on where you start at, the learning curve may be a bit steeper, but by the end of it, you all reach the same place. Yeah, yeah, this is this is what I, um, you know, people have different opinions, but for me, I found first year quite difficult um, in terms of just, like, trying to catch up with everyone. I thought everyone else was, like, so much more smarter than me. Uh, because you know you're coming from you're the big fish in a small pond and now you're in uh, in the ocean and yep, yep, you're, you're not as big as you thought you were <laughs> yep yep yep, yep. Um, that hits hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, but you know you everyone finds their own niche and you get used to it and yeah it's like first year is like everyone's at the same level basically uh, at the end of first year I think yeah um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, once that's that's the thing, right? You once you push it towards your your motivation comes from your niche at the end of it, exactly. and then you then you prosper in that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so yeah, so let's talk about um, let's talk about your um, business, your side hustle, basically, okay. which is the uh, I think the company is a startup um, called the Pangean. The Pangean. Yeah. Tell us more about it. <clears throat> so the Pangean is a, it's an online magazine, which is seeking to seeking to herald a, rev, a revolution in media, uh, trying to change the way that we think about trying to way that, trying to change the way that we think about the world and the way we consume uh, information, uh, rather than being told how to think and uh, yeah rather than being told how to think by a lot of these big media companies out there uh, we're trying to push for getting our readers to think about a particular argument because if you see in today's uh, articles if you were to read something from the Economist or the New York Times they have their biases associated with their articles and they have their nuances that they're trying to put forth to you and saying that this is the right and only way that you can think about this particular argument, and it's very well structured. These people are super smart, and they structure their arguments really well. But if you were to go deeper into analysis of their articles, you find that, oh yeah, these are actually assumptions and inherent biases that they're making, and they're trying to push it on you, trying to make you believe that this is the only way to think. And we're trying to go for more of the approach of, this is our argument, this is our structure, this is another way of thinking about something. What do you think? To try and start a discussion, basically. Um, this is this is interesting because uh, it's it's kind of. So how, how would you say, or would you at all say that? How how would you say computer science is related to your business endeavor? Or how, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> this idea, hundred percent, is not mine. I'm a mathemat- I'm mathematics and computer science. I have very little literary background. Uh, but this idea came from uh, one of the two of the well one of the founding partners and uh, so there are three three of us founding partners and two of them Hash and Yuan uh, my really good friends well my best friends uh, they basically used to work for a magazine another online magazine called the Millennial Review 
and they enjoyed the different perspective that they took but there was a fundamental organizational flaw with what they did and after about a few months of them working there and they managed to get to senior positions organization just fell through and they went quiet so everybody who was under them and even people not necessarily under them but working for them they know if you just had no communication with the organ- organization and so they're all in this space of uh, yeah what are we going to do right and so that's when Harsh came up with the idea like we can start our own magazine he said to you and then they started thinking about it thinking about it and then they actually started communicating with the people they used to have the people who used to who so they became editors in their respective fields uh, policy and sports um, and so they took their editors basically they were editors so they took their writers and they started communicating with the ones that they were really close to and they started to develop this whole new kind of foundation for the Pangean and where did you come and do and so they came to me and they started well they're, they're my best friends so we started talking about it and they started getting my insight because I do computer science and they wanted to know what kind of uh, what they're looking at in terms of how to build a website and so I gave them some advice and I was telling them this is what you'll need you'll probably have to do this and it, this is how much it costs so on a monthly basis you'd have to pay for a subscription if you had no CS knowledge whatsoever you would CS need CS is computer science computer science yeah if you had no knowledge on computer science you'd have to go some, use something like Squarespace or Wix to develop your website and that incurs monthly costs uh, it's very very useful to use but you have that monthly payment right and a startup can't afford that monthly payment especially with no funding and I broke it broke it down for them and they're like oh shit and I told them however if you have a little bit of knowledge in computer science uh, and this is stuff that if you know the foundations the fundamentals the theory of computer science it's very easy to pick up I personally never learned how to they don't teach you how to code a website in your first second or third it's not it's not, found, it's not fundamental to computer science but we had learned the fundamental theory to understand how to do it so it was very easy to pick up and I told them yeah I knew that I knew the theory behind it like yeah if you have a static website you can build your own servers it costs really cheap to do it on uh, if you were to get some server time on uh, server space on Amazon which we don't do because we have a static website and we actually use free free alternatives that need little hosting. And I told them, if you had a little bit of knowledge of this, which I do, it can be free instead of this monthly payment. And they initially got me on to, as like a temporary basis, more of a, oh yeah, fine, we'll see what you can do, like see how you can do it, right? But because of my CS knowledge, I managed to completely develop the foundations of the website and take their idea that they had, right? They had the resources, the people to make it happen, but they didn't actually have the platform for it to, to, to make it. And then I came in and I developed that platform with my CS knowledge. And now a year later, well, actually a month after I started doing it, they started chatting and they were like, we were in a meeting. It was funny. We were in a meeting and they were chatting, they were chatting. And I was just like, so I don't want to be paid for it because you guys are a startup. I don't want to just get money one off and then not have any sort of uh, motivation to do anything else after so I asked for equity I wanted to be you know shareholder right I wanted to have a stake in the company so that I care about its future so that I also invest in it and then they, it was funny because in the conversation they both had like there was an impasse they were just like um, one of them was like oh shall we do this they were chatting I could tell they were chatting on their partners group right they were chatting on their group together and I was just standing there and they were like and they're typing uh, oh shall we make him a partner shall we do this and they're having a discussion I was just like guys just take your time go talk about it <laughs> come back to me and then within like a few seconds they're just like you know what no we're 100% certain we want to make you a partner and so I joined in 
on their business. And now, so yeah. was this a verbal agreement? Yeah, hundred percent verbal. Everything was verbal. Everything was verbal at that point. Okay. Uh, Did you put? Do you have it in contract now? We're actually working towards uh, incorporating our business now. Uh, but like, it's people I can trust. Yeah. So these are these, yeah these are my these are my friends right. Uh-huh. I can trust these people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the point being, without that CS knowledge, I wouldn't have been been part of this business. I see. And it's a year later now, and we're doing so many things to improve the my me personally to pr- improve the tech side using the knowledge I have. Improving the what? Sorry? Improving the tech side, technology side. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So stuff like automation of our processes to. Uh, yeah, that's the main thing we're working on now. Automation of processes, of analytics, uh, because I'm a lazy guy fundamentally and I don't want to every single quarter or every single week or every single month do the same repetitive task over and over again. Okay. So what I do is I use whatever CS knowledge I have to try and automate those processes. Okay. So that I... So, this, so, yeah, so th- th- this is uh, really interesting um, in terms of... We had Patrick on here um, at one point... Who, uh, Patrick is, is one of my friends. Okay. Um, so, so he he had a really like a big interest in um, in English, and you heard about how he developed that in the university. This is an, another example where you know you have other interests. Um, there's other opportunities that that came that they came up, and then you use your degree basically to uh, uh, allow you to basically give value. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I guess my point is, yeah, no matter what degree you're doing, um, there are opportunities that, that come up um, that you can use skills that you've obtained um, in your degree. Uh, and Yeah. Yeah, like just following up from that, you don't have to be passionate about your degree in order to apply it to something that you're passionate about. That's an interesting point. So like a lot of I find a lot of people lack motivation in university because oh this is not a degree that I really want to do uh, I've done this because some people are forced to by their parents some people couldn't make a decision and decided on something they don't really like but it's not doesn't limit you doesn't limit your options if later on a year down the line two years down the line oh shit you figure out oh my passion is this there are a lot of ways to integrate what you do in your university life whether being whether it's the theoretical skills that you develop or the interpersonal skills or the uh, yeah the, the, the other sorts of skills that you develop there are ways to there are ways to use those skills to actually seek out what your passion is it's not a waste yeah because it's very difficult to know what your passion is uh, at 18 right at 16, 17, 18 yeah. or what you want to do for the rest of your life yeah so like I guess like uh, with a lot of these um, STEM degrees, it's you're not bolted down to one path. There are different things you can do. That doesn't mean that that um, you don't like you still have to like go and actively seek out different things and actually like see when opportunity comes, um, and you know and be you have your eyes open. Um, but you know other opportunities are available. Um, so which which is a really great thing about. Your degree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, is there anything else that uh, you want to add, or? Uh, would just on that in terms of self development. Uh, I would say if you were to look back to me, the person I was before university, and compared to the person I am now, completely different. I never would have guessed four years ago. I never would have told you, oh, this is where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be potentially going into academia as a long term uh, career and having this side hustle 
uh, I never would have guessed that. I would have just thought, yep, yeah, I'd be finishing. Actually, funnily enough, I was on a three-year three-year course uh, when I first entered, and I extended it to the four-year integrated masters halfway through because I thought there was a lot more to learn, uh, and I wasn't satisfied. And I also enjoyed the university experience. Uh, even just coming to university, the people that you meet, I never met the kind of people in university back home. Like it's like you said, uh, big fish, small pond. Now you're in the vast ocean. There's a lot of different people out there. A lot of things you can learn from everybody, and you yourself will change. I don't even recognize myself from two years ago, even. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, same, same. Yeah, I was a very different guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen pictures. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess I hope the audiences you guys have actually got a lot of value from having Kieran here today. I think I think the main I think the main really point is that doing computer science or doing any of these STEM degrees, which is the, really the beauty of, uh, of STEM degrees, is you're not limited, right? There's actually. Uh, opens up more doors um, than it closes up you know so yeah thank you here hey thanks Derek